and it would shock you most to find that the things you thought defined you could be summed up in just two lines. Because there is a story of your life, but it's you that holds the pen, and I hope you will fill the pages right before you reach the end. Hello, beautiful people. I'm Aziz, your host today. Welcome to the Kiev Future Society, giving you better skills on your Telegram. Why does this Telegram channel exist? Ukrainian people want to make Ukraine a developed country, but many are frustrated that the educational system in Ukraine does not give them practical modern skills. Without practical modern skills, it is difficult to find a great job and impossible to create successful projects that change the future of Ukraine. After interviewing hundreds of interesting Ukrainian people on the Kiev Future podcast, I noticed something. Many guests have great practical skills they are using every day for their success by giving them the opportunity to share their skills, all Ukrainians will be empowered to have a better life. Therefore, the goal of this volunteer Telegram channel is to create three types of free Telegram events. Number one, practical skill workshops. Number two, master classes by experts. Number three, culture events that enrich the soul. We are building a community here. We will support each other. And because of this pandemic, we all need community, encouragement, and empowerment more than ever. So now it is your turn. Share this volunteer Telegram channel with all your friends. And if you'd like to participate, and be a speaker if you have a skill or to suggest a topic or to ask a question. Send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future because when every Ukrainian gets access to these modern practical skills, they will have hope for a positive future. They will take care of their families better. They will become leaders in their community and they will have the skills needed to create the projects that will impact the future of Ukraine. That is the mission of the Kiev Future Society. We are changing the world because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. My guest today, and it's a privilege, is Victoria Sherba. Victoria is a polyglot, a youth leader, and the head of PR at the IIR Ambassador. She loves poetry and she has a lot of experience excelling in language learning. So Victoria, I will give you the floor. You can speak and I want to welcome you today. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for this amazing opportunity to be here today. It's really a privilege for me and I'm so honored to be uh, 
to be here the second time. So guys, today I want to share with you my favorite poetry. And in the second part, we will talk about languages and the process of learning it. I will show you, I will tell you about my tricks and tips, how to master it as soon as possible. And I will prove to you that it is possible to master any language uh, in six months, in nine months. It's really, uh, everything is in your hands. So uh, to begin with, I would like to present you my favorite poetry. To be honest, um, I have found it recently. I was just um, searching in the net to be specific in Pinterest. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of those, of those pictures with um, different motivational quotations and so on. So this poetry was written by Edward Harold Physick. Uh, it is actually an English poet and fantasy writer. And he used the pseudonym um, Viziak from 1910. And uh, the title of the poetry is would it shock you most to find that the things you thought defined you could be summed up in just two lines? What if I read to you a story starting once upon a time and you realized that it was your life spelled out on every line? Would you hear my voice with wonder as it brushed across each word and pray my arms had strength to hold the truth about your world? Would your view on life be different? And it would shock you most to find that the things you thought defined you could be summed up in just two lines. And all the ones you took for granted, the ins and outs of every day, play a bigger part in who you are than you'd ever dared to say. Would you wonder at the pages left and all the places that they will lead, then vow to make each movement one that you'd be proud to read? because there is a story of your life, but it's you that holds the pen. And I hope you will fill the pages right before you reach the end. Well, so that was the poetry. And to be honest, it is, it is very precious for me, especially the strings. Would it shock you, to, you most to find that the things you should define you could be summed up in just two lines. So to my mind, this poetry explains uh, the whole sense of our life. You know, when we, uh, apply for any job we usually we usually apply with our cv and we explain and we describe our life in just uh, in a couple of lines and strings and sometimes our people who surround us they ask us please explain who you are in only a couple of sentences and you understand that yes so much work so much hard work is uh is hidden behind those strings and that is exactly what this poetry um, explains and this is um, how I see this how I see uh, what the author was trying to convey um, so I definitely love it and um, I hope that you enjoyed it too thank so, you one second because this is really cool one one is the structure of what if which is called reframing in some linguistics, which is given a different perspective on something. But on a deeper note, I can really relate to that idea that we cannot be summed up in two lines, a lot of hard work and our life is a lot more multifaceted and rich. But at the same time, since you do a lot of communication, 
when it comes to communication, and even Steve Jobs has some videos about this, we have to focus on one or two things. Otherwise, people will not remember what we talk about. Even one of my tricks, if you might call it, whenever I give a presentation, I focus on one thing. Otherwise, people will not remember anything. But to you, how do you combine those two things, the need to really share so much or maybe you are like me that you're so interested in so many things that if someone said what is your specialty you can say well everything <laughs> and but it's you have to choose something how do you choose one or two ideas to share when communicating or doing public relations or do you find that is a hindrance and it's better to share more and to try to convey that jewel that has so many facets which is the human endeavors the human personality and projects you might be working on victoria well thank you for such an interesting question i guess it really depends on the audience for example when i share something with my closest friends i guess i might spill out everything to them in every detail but when i'm giving a speech and there is a huge audience then i will probably try to structure everything out so that my ideas and words will be heard mm, so it really mm, to be honest there is no secret like you just give the information that you want people to listen and in some bullet points like this is the main topic and the second idea is really important and that's all so uh, and there is a lot of to process you know so there is no secret it really depends only on the audience and your skills i guess Thank you. And I remember uh, Dr. Dobransky, I was attending one of his classes and he is a psychologist and he will say that with your friends, you are operating at the mammal brain, which is the emotional and therefore you can convey more emotions and from the heart. While when you're doing something like giving a speech in a more professional setting, actually that is the lizard brain, which is more about territory and therefore it needs to be simpler, but it needs to as well be more laser targeted, more logical to convey the point. So I thank you. That's what it reminded me of. And please continue. This is really interesting. And again, thank you, Victoria. Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, to be honest, I guess we should move on with our language part because there is a lot of to share. Uh, and if you don't mind, of course. Uh, so I have prepared some tips and tricks for you how to master any language as soon as possible. So I don't want my speech to be obvious and corny, but I guess it's all about consistency. And it's better to spend 30 minutes every day than five hours straight in one day. Uh, I can share my personal experience. So last summer, I, I took a marathon in German and I probably spent like five hours every day on it and to be honest i felt such an emotional burnout in the end of the summer and i couldn't uh, read a word in german because really this doesn't help and of, of course i improved my uh, language um, immediately because i needed it for my exam but still uh, if you have enough time and you understand that yes it's better to um, to follow the plan to follow and um, moderate uh, plan like it's better to spend only 15 30 minutes every day uh, and uh, not to be 
fully uh, immersed in that language like five hours a day like i told you so the next uh the next topic the next um tip is about speaking practice so to be honest uh, it's a little bit difficult for me to explain how i was practicing english because i've probably been learning it for my whole life but i can give you um i can share my experience concerning german because i remember that when i took my first class our teacher uh, even though she was ukrainian she made us speak german from the first moment and it was so useful and precious for me because I didn't have a fear to speak my mind in German from that moment. So I guess uh, even if you don't have, even if your teacher uh, doesn't make you to speak, uh, to speak any language you are learning, or um, there is, there is not enough opportunities as you think, trust me, they are. And for example, there are a lot of apps which might help you. So I'm using this app for Chinese practicing. It is called Tandem, but to be to be honest, it doesn't matter because there is a bunch of them uh, on the internet. On the internet, so it really depends on you and your wish to find it. So yes, it's about speaking practice. It's better to speak like at least fifteen minutes a day, um, and it will be really helpful for you. So the next tip is about collocations. So as soon as I came to my, as soon as I began learning English and uh, German in my university, I would like to say on a professional level, um, my teachers always told me that it's better to learn everything in collocations because sometimes the word and their meaning will be changed in collocations. And yes, so please make sure that you um, that you learn everything in expressions, and it will be really helpful for you. So. We are moving on, and I would like to uh, say I would like to talk about the environment. Of course, um, in the pandemic, in the times in in, in such times, it's not impossible. It's I would like to say it's really hard to move to another country and practice uh, the language that you are learning there. But still, we can create our own uh, in language environment here in our home country. And I would like to show you how I did. Well, so it might sound a little bit obvious, but to be honest, it's really my advice. It's my recommendation to watch uh, as much as you can in uh, that language. For example, even though the level is a little bit hard for me, but I try to watch some series in Chinese. And sometimes I don't understand a word and that's okay, but at least my brain gets used to the pronunciation and those tones and eventually it will master it by understand that it really depends on the time. So yes, I'm moving on uh, and uh, this is the first step. The second uh, is about books. Um, I guess, um, well, so I would like to say that if you really want to read a book uh, in the language, in the level that is a little bit harder or very high for you, you should do it because uh, first of all, you will step out of your comfort zone and you will learn like a ton of vocabulary, trust me. So it's better to dedicate a little bit more time to your reading. For example, uh, you can even read two pages a day, but you will write out like 15 new words and you will master them. But it's better to do that because first of all, you will read an interesting lit literature and that will really inspire you and uh, it will be passionate for you. So, yeah, the next uh, point is about YouTube. To be honest, it's such a great resource of useful information and uh, 
your learning trip, your learning journey. Uh, so back when I was 15 years old, I watched like ton, tons of video in English. And to be honest, I really, my American YouTube was like a second friend for me, like a second family, I guess. Uh, this is the moment when I felt, oh my gosh, I want to learn English so much. And this is what, this is, this was like um, such a significant moment in my language uh, journey, in my language journey. Uh, so, by the way, it's really, it's, this is my second recommendation. This is my next recommendation to participate in language marathons. And by the way, if you can find any, but I don't believe you, but if you can, try to create it on your own. Uh, so I would like to share my experience with German. Yes, last summer I did it on my own. So everything you need is just uh, a computer printout. Uh, and it, it is like a calendar, uh, it is like a calendar printout with some space around it. So uh, you just need to write some assignments, which you have to do every single day. For example, you need to watch one video, uh, then probably translate um, a few pages uh, in, the in the language. Uh, or um, listen to some songs, maybe practice a little bit your speaking skills um, and some sort of like that. And you just have to highlight everything you've done. And first of all, you th this, um, this marathon will be useful for you because you can see your progress and you really understand what you are doing it for. And it's not because you're all lazy. I mean, you can see the progress and that is the most important part. So yeah, these were probably all my tips that I wanted to share with you. Of course, there is so much more, but I guess it's all about consistency. So please make sure that you practice your language every single day, at least 15 minutes a day. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. And if I understood you correctly, that first point is really important. Like you said, when you spend five hours every day preparing and working for the marathon, there is the neurogenesis time for your neurons to evolve and to grow and even neuroplasticity that has a rate and a limit every day and crossing it isn't always beneficial. But that's why, like you said, to pace yourself and to work at a good pace is much better to go for consistency over intensity. But you also mentioned language marathons and their importance. And that relates to a book called The Winner Effect, or even to the brain, that each time we see success in something, it adds pathways of dopamine to the activity, keeping, keeping us motivated. If we don't see progress, then people cannot motivate themselves unless they have a lot of faith, which is not common nowadays. The other one about practicing, actually linguists and a lot of professors will say, the brain, because of where the placements of each part of the brain is, there are three skills actually to la language learning that are somewhat independent, which are comprehension. You can write beautifully and even speak well, but if you don't work on understanding, it won't work. There is writing skills and the speaking skills as well are independent. Someone can write really perfectly in a language and be almost a poet, but when they speak, they're not, they don't find the vocabulary easily and they're not fluent with it. So you're recommending speaking because yes, speaking adds the human element to language learning, which releases oxytocin in the brain, which motivates as well. And it shows 
immediate progress and maybe validation from people, which adds more serotonin and dopamine, which is wonderful. The other thing, which is really cool, you spoke about the importance of reading, watching series, movies, even YouTube. In language learning too, there is an idea that the context, which is what you mentioned, of learning vocabulary is absolutely essential because some people can learn vocabulary and it is correct in the dictionary definition, but when they use it in the wrong sentence, the native speakers will notice or people in that domain will think, wow, this person doesn't really understand because they don't use it correctly. For example, in French, when you say, um, ce fut un honneur, that is as a tense that is correct, but it's only written. People don't speak it, <laughs> that specific tense, but they write it all the time. And if you go, I remember um, a Russian person on YouTube in language learning a long time ago, they learned French, but they learned that um, literary French and they went to parents to speak <laughs> that literary French and people were like, oh, what's happening? What is this? Is this a joke or a prank? That's why it's essential to not only rely on flashcards, you need to find words in context. And actually, many language learners are not ashamed or shy about reading children books in the language that you are targeting. There is no shame in it. They focus a lot on vocabulary and put in sentences that are simple, melodic, easy to remember, and enrich what you learn. Now about YouTube, and you had this companionship with YouTube, in general, but I'm curious about your thoughts. What do you think about social media? Is it a positive thing? Like some guests on my on the podcast said, the new generation of Ukrainians are more modern. They have higher self-esteem. They have more wisdom because they watch self-development on a lot of great videos on YouTube and see those quotes on Pinterest, etc. While others say, actually, those people show highlights of a perfect life. It's unrealistic. And if we compare ourselves to them, we destroy our confidence. And that is not a good thing. What are your thoughts about social media? Is it more positive or negative in your own view? Well, I guess it really depends on how you perceive it. First of all, to be honest, I really take advantage of social media and, I, um, and I'm just using it to my best. So it's not about self-esteem. First of all, I understand that I really work hard and I am doing my best. So social media probably won't affect me. Okay, so social media don't affect me too much because I understand that I am, for example, I spend like 15, 20 days, 15, uh, 20 minutes a day in Instagram. So yeah, that is probably in comparison, that is not that much, but so that's why it cannot um, ha have a bad impact on me. Uh, so when we're speaking about um, languages and how it is connected to social media, then I guess it is the greatest source that the humankind has ever invented because it's literally like, especially in such times as we do experience right now, this is the best what we could have invented and it really helps me to boost my language skills first of all uh, i can practice it even with ukrainians like i have a lot of i have a lot of friends who speak english fluently and that's why sometimes we practice it um, so just to make sure that we don't forget it you know uh yeah so 
about YouTube and my companionship, as you said, that was really cool. First of all, really, I guess um, it really changed my perspective on how I perceive and see the language. Because, you know, when you realize, when you learn a language um, in, a, in a book, like that was dating back from 80s or 90s, you cannot just grasp the whole tendency and the whole, like what people are truly, how people really speak their mind. And this is how it helped me to realize, okay, so this is the collocation they're using when they want to greet each other, or uh, this is what they usually say, like, especially when we're talking about modern English or modern German. Um, and yeah, this, this is just such a useful source of learning language. So I really do appreciate it. And I'm not a kind of person that will tell, oh my gosh, social media um, is just waste my time. And uh, I don't understand because it really depends on you. If you can manage your time, if you know how to use it, you will take advantage of the situation and of the social media, you know. Perfect. You said that manage your time. And one of the biggest objections people have to even improve in their life, not only language learning, is I don't have the time. And I remember there is a Wall Street a journal ad where there is a very busy person and they're busy all day and they say oh i don't have time to read the wall street journal and then they stop everything go to their room and begin reading they say i don't have time but i make time because it's important to me well for you specifically what are your thoughts about how to prioritize time, how to choose what to do, and how to manage the time effectively? Because you're a very productive person, so uh, people can learn from your insights. Well, I guess it's all about your objectives. So when you set yourself a goal, you're just like, okay, so there are some steps. First of all, for example, you want to speak German like in nine months. Okay, so what are we going to do? So I, I'm just sharing my experience because this is a goal which I had set myself for, okay, a year ago. Yeah, exactly a year ago. It was April 2020. And I was just like, my level of German was, I guess, B1. And I wanted to make sure that in one, in a year, um, I would speak C1, like my level of comprehension would be C1. So I actually did it. Uh, spoiler. So um, how do you prioritize? First of all, you understand that this is important and this is a significant part of your life. Then you're already like, okay, so what about my schedule? Where can I put German um, or anything, like any of your goals uh, in, my, uh, in my life? Uh, and you realize, okay, for example, before breakfast, I can read um, any article. Like I, I, sure, I do have um, 15 minutes. Okay, so um, for and check, you realize this will boost your skills. Great. Moving on, for example, after after your work, you will sure have. Um, so when or when you are coming back from work, you'll probably have 10, 15 minutes, or you are driving in a car. You can listen to a podcast in uh, a language that you are learning. Great. This is there is also a time. There is also time for that. So before sleep, you can, for example, read new words or read some read some pages of that book or um, have a conversation with your friend, with your foreign friend. So I guess it's all about how you set yourself, how you put your mind in that um, in that headspace, you know. 
to be honest, when person really wants something, I mean, he will do it. It's just about prioritizing and understanding what you truly want. So if there is an objective in your soul and you're just like, oh my gosh, I really crave, I really do want it, to achieve it. So you will do it, you know, there is, there isn't a secret. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you. Actually, it's wonderful because like Thoreau said that most people live a life of quiet desperation and the people who have goals like you and are passionate are not out there in the wild, many of them, but hopefully on this podcast, I'm trying to bring those people with a spark in their eyes. And then I have to ask you again, because yes, you keep your schedule charged every 15 minutes well used. It reminds me of White Rose from Mr. Robot, where <laughs> she had this uh, watch that will ring every three minutes. And if it wasn't a useful three minutes or the person was wasting the time, she will just do something else and leave, which is a really cool character. But there's something called the circadian rhythm that as humans, we have biorhythms. Every 90 minutes, we get a lull or a lower level of energy and focus. And we should take 10 to 15 minutes of a total break, maybe take a walk or uh, do some yoga or do anything, not just spend that time checking social media because that is active, not um, really uh, recovery time. Do you do that or do you push yourself and do you drink a lot of tea and things like that in order to keep and push you and spike your level of energy? Because if I would, to explain it, every 90 minutes, we get a lower level of energy in our brain and body, and it's the perfect time to recover for 10, 15 minutes in order to continue. But if we don't do that, we might get more and more tired by the end of the day. To be honest, this is such a relevant topic for me. I guess a year ago, I... I really despise those things. I, I was thinking, oh my gosh, why do I need those breaks? Like my brain can work all the time. Okay, trust me, it doesn't, it can. Uh, so I have developed a new habit. Every day I take a 30 minute nap, like in the middle of a day. And it really helps me. Bef even before our podcast, I, I slept a little bit because I understood that I would need energy. And uh, this is, and that's why my brain can work right now. There is a reason because I took uh, a really great break, you know. So what about, um, so when you don't have an opportunity, I guess it's about, okay, I love to, li I love listening to music and this is really what inspires me and what, um, what gives me some kind of relaxed mood, you know. Uh, another thing which helps me is um, taking, okay, I love doing yoga. I do, I do it every day like before my classes begin and before I go to bed. Uh, so yeah, these are my source of uh, relaxation, if you can say that. I love that. The napping is like the secret of many presidents to succeed. So I appreciate that and I like it a lot. And I thank you really for everything that you do. Yes, there is this sense of urgency which is very important. And there is one of productivity method. It's by um, J.D. Mayer, who was an executive at Microsoft. And this is called Getting Results the Agile Way. And there he has a blog that he explains it. And what he says, he noticed, the most successful people actually 
they are able to create one hour in a day that he called the power hour, where they can do something really high leverage, create ideas that will change the world, do work that is absolutely focused and concentrated, and that they did a lot of studies and found that the average person might have eight minutes of productivity in the day. So by having that one power hour, he focuses everything that he has, whether recovery time or yoga or napping or even preparatory work in order to maximize the focus, energy and productivity of at least one hour and that one hour every day, because I'm sure you noticed that maybe even when you did the marathon, and I did this experiment where I did 30 days of 20 hours of productivity. And I noticed actually that at the end of the day, those 20 hours aren't really that productive because I'll be exhausted in a way where things like I might need even at the end of those 30 days to reread something multiple times to get it. And I'm really sharp about this. So it wasn't normal to me. And I thought, wow, no, more is not more more high quality time is more and therefore recovery is essential do you have any thoughts on this and any advice to people to end and to conclude to motivate them to help them believe more in themselves and in their destiny also i would like to mention that you have to prioritize everything and you need to take a break because trust me everybody needs this and especially your brain so yeah make sure that you know precisely what you want to achieve and work hard, but at the same time, don't forget to relax. Thank you very much. And I opened your mic. Hello, Anastasia Muskalenko. Do you have any comment on this or question? Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm actually really glad that Victoria is the speaker today. Um, I enjoyed really uh, all of the tips for language learning and I agree to a lot of them actually to all of them <laughs> so they are really effective and uh, i know that victoria possesses a lot of expertise in this field and she actually knows how to learn how to learn a language so it really stays um so i'm really glad that i got an opportunity to listen to her and uh, really got to um kind of uh, get more experience and uh, more tips on language learning and also of course uh, the poetry section too thank you for this yeah, thank I love that poem. Thank you, Anastasia. You're always here. And I thank you that you participate in every uh, live. Leonid, how are you, Mr. Entrepreneur? Do you have a comment? Do you have questions? Hello, hello. Um, thank you so much. First of all, I would like to, uh, to thank you, Vika, and you, Aziz, for doing this. Uh, voice chat it is amazing and vika thank you for adorable speech uh you mentioned you mentioned a lot of insights and uh i have a one question to you could you please name like top five your uh top five uh, your youtube channel your favorite youtube channels and top five your favorite uh, apps for for uh for your smartphone regarding self-development oh my gosh thank you so much for this question uh also i'm just looking for my subscriptions uh well so 
Uh, to be honest, I love this channel, which is called uh, Marina Magilko. She has three channels on YouTube. Uh, the one which she leads in English is called Silicon Valley Girl. Uh, it's really motivational and she's a founder uh, of a startup, a startup company in Silicon Valley. So she just she, so she just shares with her experience about living in the US uh, and her experience about how she uh, found out uh, the startup company there. So this is number one. The next one is, um, oh my gosh, I'm just looking. Mm, to be honest, there are so many of them that I didn't even know how to prioritize right now. Uh, so, okay, so um, will it be enough if I just share this one channel because there are so many yes. of them? Victoria, yes. And if you remember later any ones you'd like me to add in the description, I thank you very much and I'll make sure to check that channel. It was a pleasure, everyone. I will ask, hello, hello, Stepan, Mr. Boeing from Odessa, how are you? You can speak, I opened your mic. Well, I'm doing great, thank you. What about you? I'm doing fantastic. The weather is just giving me butterflies and everywhere. And someday you should tell me where you did that expedition in Ukraine. Anyway, thank you, Victoria, again. It's an honor and a privilege. And we can end this chat. Thank you so much. Uh, and guys, thank you so much for uh, for being here and listening to me.